Patchwork Heart Ministry and Fiat Ministry Network invite you to discover your mission. A brand new in-depth monthly video series featuring engaging Catholic speakers who will challenge you to live your life abundantly. For only $25 a month, you will receive a personal monthly mission, including three full-length inspirational talks that build upon a new theme each month. Sign up for the Discover Your Mission tier at patreon.com slash patchworkheartministry today. Fiat Ministry Network and Patchwork Heart Ministry present Journeys in Faith. Now, here's Andy Santis. Hi, welcome to Journeys in Faith here on this Friday evening. And I want to wish all of you a happy new year. It's so great to be here with you. And I have an amazing guest as I have had so many wonderful guests. And today is no exception as I have Brian Cayley. He is an author and a blogger and also a good friend of mine. So it's so great to have him with us. Brian, thank you for joining us on Journeys in Faith. Uh, thanks for having me. And it was a pleasure talking to you. Yeah, it's always a pleasure talking with you, too. And, you know, part of the reason I invited you to be on this show here on this Friday evening is that you have a really an amazing faith journey to share with people. And not everyone has heard it before. So uh, please start us from the very beginning of where you started out with your faith life. Okay, so starting from the very beginning, I was a cradle Catholic brought up in a semi-lukewarm environment. Uh, we went to church here and there, but wasn't really super feeling the faith and things. M married life was okay for my parents and so on. And uh, things took a turn for the worse when uh, I was a freshman in high school and my father passed away rather suddenly from a cerebral aneurysm. And uh, the adults in my life uh, more or less uh, didn't live up to what I was hoping they would be doing. And I was left wondering why, you know, why did God do this? Why, why is this happening to me and nobody else? You know, why, 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 etc. So uh, where God isn't, something else will always fill that particular <laughs> void. So in my despair and haste, I turned to the uh, darker things in life. I uh, fell in with a pseudo-satanic crowd, uh, practiced magic, listened to not nice music, did not nice things, blasphemed, rallied against God, you name it, I at least thought about it. So it's uh, not something I'm proud of, but uh, definitely something that I've uh, come to terms with as part of my faith life. Um, and after high school, I joined the army, got away from all that. Turns out that was just a phase, thank God and was kind of fell into atheistic, agnostic, hey, maybe God's there, maybe he isn't, whatever type thing. But uh, was shortly thereafter, deployed to Iraq for a year and a half, and it was then that I started to really think to myself, you know, maybe maybe there is something to all this, because, you know, when, when you're faced with one's mortality, you tend to think about these sorts of things. So when I came back from my deployment, I read up on things, talked to people about their faith, and really tried grasping, looking for something to latch on to. And I got my answer in a letter from a non-denominational church 
that was addressed to my dead father of all things. And I took that as a sign of, hey, maybe there is something to all this. So I went to said church and slowly but surely rebuilt my relationship with God, shed a lot of tears, said a lot of not nice things, let out a lot of feelings. And, uh, you know, again, not something I'm proud of, but it was part of the process. And uh, as time went on, um, as every great story uh, had pivots, uh, I met a woman, name is Ruth, and she is now my lovely wife. And after we got married, I converted to uh, her faith, which is uh, Lutheran. And her church was very nice, very welcoming. They were lovely people. They still are. We're, we're still great friends. Um, but I still felt like I was uh, missing something from my faith. So something was still qu not quite out of reach. And so while this was going on, um, the not nice uh, parts of my life were uh, coming back to haunt me. Uh, there were uh, not nice signs of things, uh, stuff I'm not going to get into because it's uh, a bit on the sensational side, but safe to say it wasn't good. Um, but I felt like God was calling me to a little spot in uh, Emmitsburg, Maryland called the uh, Grotto of Lords. It's a, uh, it's a uh, mini replica of the Grotto of Lords in uh, France. And I felt God was calling me there for some reason. So in February of one year in the ice and the snow, I drove down there, dragged myself up that icy hill, and there's a big stone cross at the top of the hill, a life-size uh, Calvary scene. And there's a kneeler there, and I threw myself on said kneeler, and I said, okay, God, I am throwing myself on your tender mercies. I give up. I don't know what to do. And sure enough, um, as sure as I am talking to you and your lovely audience, I felt something leave me that day physically. Um, call it demonic oppression. Call it uh, uh, great weight being lifted from your shoulders. Call it what you will. But something definitely changed after that. And uh, so I slowly but surely made my way back to the uh, Catholic faith because it's a Catholic uh site and i found a on facebook of all places a catholics with depression uh support group and it was there and then i found love with my catholic faith because i had such a loving outpouring of support of pe people have gone through similar situations similar things to what i went through i was very surprised by that and uh, between that and getting my uh, PTSD medications uh, balanced, thanks to my uh, lovely wife. Um, you know, things are a lot better. Um, so I started my blog, uh, The Behold Project, as kind of my way of giving back to that. I touch on a lot of different topics, a lot of different things. And, uh, and my lovely wife and I are going to be celebrating our eight-year wedding anniversary in February. So yay, that's exciting. Yeah, that's so exciting. And uh... I love to hear your story, and I have heard it more than once because you were a guest on another podcast that I host with Bill Snyder, a good friend of both yours and mine, on Patchwork Card Ministry. And your story to me just touches my heart because I think there's not one person watching who hasn't uh, 
been exposed to some kind of evil side in life. Now, it might not be the demonic side, ex exactly what you described, what you experienced in high school, but all of us have been on that side of kind of giving up and, and, and maybe not really believing as we should in our faith. So I just think it's a wonderful thing that you can share your story and how God brought you through from that time in high school and before that, you know, around the time of your father's death to this point now where you can celebrate your faith. So thank you so much, Brian. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So now take us on the journey from that point there. You met your wife, Ruth, and that was eight years ago. You are married mm -hmm. now. So what has happened since that time in your faith life and also in your ministry? So what happened was um, the the Lutheran faith and the Lutheran church, they were, they were very good to me, but like I said, I still felt like I was missing something. Like I felt, I felt unfulfilled, um, for a number of reasons. And I just felt like I was, I really needed to reach back to my Catholic roots. Like there was a certain level of comfort there that I said, hmm, okay, maybe maybe there was something there that I wasn't quite grasping, you know, beforehand. And when I started my ministry, um, I started out as a, <clears throat> as a very uh, Catholic focused sort of thing, kind of branched out, uh, talking to other uh, Christian denominations and things. And everybody has something to offer, which is a, which is a beautiful thing. You know, it's still mainly a, Catholic site, of course. Uh, Mary, the Mother of Sorrows, is my uh, patron and the site's patron, but, you know, everybody has something to offer. Everyone has their own stories and things. You know, my wife has contributed uh, an article or two uh, from the Lutheran perspective on uh, mental health and things. So, you know, we, ma we make a really good team, and that's a, that's a beautiful thing. Yeah, I love that you and your wife are a team. And, and it's, it's just a beautiful thing that you've worked together and been able to evangelize because that's exactly what you're doing uh, with your work that you've done. I know you've worked with me with uh, Smart Catholics, and some people are familiar with smartcatholics.com. It's a wonderful platform for Catholics to share and also uh, conferences too, Brian. You, you shared with me the God is Mercy conference. So that, that was a wonderful thing, and you did a great job with your talk. Uh, thanks. Yeah, that was my first time doing something remotely close to that. So that was a big event in the Cayley household. So I was uh, very happy it went well, met a lot of cool and exciting people. You know, so it was great to be able to share that and to be a part of that and contribute something meaningful. Oh, yes, absolutely. So let's kind of backtrack just a little bit, going back to the time in your high school years and maybe around in that era that you were tempted. I mean, you were tempted to not believe in God. You were tempted to uh, go on the darker side of life. So tell us about that, if you would, because I'm sure that there's some people watching that have friends, relatives, kids, grandchildren who are delving into that. Would you have any words of advice for them? Yeah. Um, I believe it was St. Paul that said, don't give the devil a foothold. He means that very literally, even so much as... Uh, dabbling into that sort of thing out of curiosity um, opens the door to uh, very not nice things because wherever his nature abhors a vacuum wherever God is and something else is going to occupy that space so if I had 
any advice I could give anybody that's listening that wanted to um, kind of sway people away from that sort of thing, you know, evil is meant to look attractive. It's supposed to be like, oh, it's power, you know, sex, gluttony, et cetera, et cetera. And yeah, it all looks attractive on the surface, but once it wears off, it's like, you know, it, it doesn't lead to anything. And that, that bottoming out happens sooner or later. It's, it's only a matter of time. So yeah, definitely do everything you can to get them away from uh, the occult people that practice it and people that are um, into that sort of thing. And just really talk with them about where that's coming from because that, that sort of lifestyle, that sort of mindset doesn't exist you know, just out of nowhere, that that's coming from something that's coming from a deep seated hurt. Maybe they feel like God doesn't love them. Maybe they feel like, you know, their parents don't love them or they feel ignored, neglected, you know, what have you. But yeah, get to get to the root of it and pull it up by the roots and get it out of there. Just do everything you can to get to the bottom of it because, you know, God is love and mercy and he doesn't want anybody to feel like they aren't loved and you know the last thing he wants is for somebody to uh rail against god and be like well he doesn't love me bah you know because nothing's further from the truth yeah absolutely thank you that's great advice because you know i really do believe that this is touching uh, not just people uh, that are in deep deep depression but it's uh, touching so many different families even people who are of faith right i mean I'm sure that you've seen that before with the work that you're doing. Um, yeah. yeah. If I could, uh, if I could uh, interject there. Yeah. The, I've discovered over the course of my ministry that the devil is a bully. Um, he picks on people that have mental illness because he perceives them as being weak when in actuality, nothing can be further from the truth or people that have that sort of thing are sh much, much stronger than they give themselves credit for. Um, I, I've heard similar stories to mine. I've heard people that have had it worse than I do. Um, my one, uh, I have uh, one good friend who's actually had an exorcism done on her, and it's just crazy to think about, but it's uh, 100% true. And But yeah, she is one of the strongest, kindest people I know, and it's just mind-blowing. Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, I, I have known some people who have gone on that darker side, and you're right. I mean, they're usually people that were led into a wrong direction, but maybe they themselves, their personalities are usually very loving. Um, and, and so God is there. God is there, right? I mean, it's just a matter of going into a better direction with Christ and going back to the faith, especially if you've walked away from it. So Brian, I thank you so much. So tell us more about, um, I would love to know more about your conversion back to the sacraments, because I'm sure that you had to go back to confession and then back to mass. So what was that all like for you? Well, in my journey back to Catholicism, the first foremost and absolute thing I know I needed to do was go to confession because that's the, uh, aside from the Eucharist, that's the, those are the two uh, biggies right there, so to speak. And you can't, go have, take the Eucharist without going to confession first. I mean, that's the way it's supposed to work anyway. But um, yeah, my first uh, confession after that, I unloaded on my priest for, it felt like forever, just all of it. 
all of it came out at once. And God love Father Ted, he did not even bat an eyelash. I told him all of the blaspheming, all of the nastiness I did, and he didn't even flinch. And I got my penance, I did my penance, and I received the Eucharist, and he said, you have to receive, you have to receive these two sacraments on a regular basis. This isn't a one-time thing. It's, it's repetition that's going to uh, amend your life and build the good habits and keep, keep bad things away. And he uh, sent me on my way with uh, some holy water to bless my house and all that good stuff. So, you know, I'm definitely thankful for uh, those two things. But yes, cannot um, overstate the importance of the sacraments or overstate the power of prayer. Um, you know, I, I have a rosary on me at all times. I say it almost every day. I pray. I have apps on my phone that tell me about uh, when to pray, how to pray, etc. You know, it's it's amazing what you can do nowadays. But yeah, I'm always always trying to keep that in mind between that and uh, and scripture, of course. Yeah, it's uh, you have to you have to balance all of those things if uh, if uh, you want to keep going and in, uh, in a good conversion experience. Yeah, thank you so much for sharing. I know you're helping so many people, and you've helped me too. Just when I listen to you talk and see your posts and, and your blog and everything like that, it really is directed toward people who are tempted, right? I mean, isn't that what it's about? It's people who are tempted to not believe, tempted to go on the darker side of life. But we know that God is always leading us, right? He's always leading us back. And that's what he did with you is he led you back away from depression, away from evil. And, and I know that he's continuing to do that with you every single day. And, and I love to hear how your prayer life has uh, really made an impact. Talk to us more about that, because I know that your prayer life really is an important thing in your life every single day. So tell us more about like what you do and how you stay close to God daily. Well, thank God you can say the rosary and uh, while you're driving and it still counts. Uh, I count on my fingers because, um, yeah, you, yeah, I believe it was... Uh, um, Blessed Sheen that said, uh, yeah, the, your car can be your own monastic cell if you so choose it to be. And so that's, uh, that's uh, advice I took to heart, quite literally. So I, I pray in the car, I listen to, I have uh, uh, spindles of uh, Gregorian chant, uh, I have uh, faith music, uh, I have actually just ordered some CDs from my, my you're and my good friend, uh, Ann Nuzo, she's wonderful. So, um, yeah, yeah, sacred music is always a good thing. Um, I read spiritual books when I have the time. You know, the reading, the writings of the saints, especially my uh, my other patron, Saint Cherbel Malikov, the, the patron saint of Lebanon. Um, his uh, Light of All Lights, I believe, is the title of it. is uh, It's an exceptional work. I highly recommend it. Well, that sounds really good. You have me interested, definitely. So um, now tell us, people who are watching and listening, how they can get in touch with you. Now we're going to review this at, during our second half, but I would love for them, if they got their phones there, to learn about the work that you're doing. Please tell us more. Okay, well, you can uh, hit me up on Facebook. Um, you can find me at, uh, at uh, Brian Cayley or at The Behold Project. It's its own uh, group on Facebook. Or you can find me at uh, thebeholdproject.com. I'm also on uh, Instagram and Twitter if you're so inclined.
Yeah, yeah. You, you have a beautiful, beautiful ministry. Could you give some advice? You know, I know we have some parents that are watching. Uh, parents to young kids, maybe teenagers or preteens, who their kids are starting to delve into some of the things that you got involved in. Is there something that they can do to help for their kids to stay away from that, a way that they can pray? Just what advice can you give them so that if their kids are delving into the things that you got involved in, that they can help? Well, first and foremost, pray for their conversion because the decision's ultimately going to be up to them and uh, God's going to do everything he can to try to influence their decision, but he's not going to make them turn away from it. That's ultimately their decision. But yeah, definitely pray for their conversion. And if, like I said uh, earlier, if you know someone who's into that sort of thing, you know specifically like what materials like they're into, like what they're reading, what they're listening to, et cetera, you know, just, just get involved. Ask them, hey, where's this coming from? Why, why, why is this? And just try to lead them away from that and into uh, better, you know, cleaner spiritual habits. Try to replace the, uh, you know, the satanic music with something a little less, uh, a little less spiritually uh, grating. And uh, if they're reading like satanic literature or whatever, you, you can ask them where that's coming from and try to say, well, you know, you have the actual Bible right here. Well, you know, what else do you, what else do you need? What is it you're looking for? You know, try to try to try to see where they're coming from in their mindset and their way of thinking. Try to see like where this is coming from and where this is going. What they what they hope to accomplish from that sort of thing. No, that that is excellent advice. I mean, I just wondered because I know that you understand young people who have been through this because you yourself were there right? You were there. What do you think enters the mind of a young person who decides to do that? Like, what do you think the core reasons are as to why they decide to do, get involved in this? Um, if I had to narrow it down, I would say, because I was, I was thinking about this over the course of the day, I would say it narrows down to three things. Uh, first, pride. You know, I know, I know better. I know that God doesn't like me and I know that this is how it is. And, you know, that's how it's going to be. And that's that. And, uh, despair, you know, I, God doesn't love me and there's nothing I can do about it. So I might as well accept it. And thirdly, <coughs> excuse me. Um, and, uh, unforgiveness just, you know, <sighs> How, how can I put this? There, there was a point where I had to forgive myself for um, what I did because I know God had already forgiven me. I didn't need to forgive God for what happened to my father. You know, my father passed away because he didn't take good care of himself. There wasn't anything to forgive. Uh, there wasn't really anything to that. But, you know, you have to forgive. Self-forgiveness is very important. Being able to uh, move on from whatever you think is holding you back and whatever you think is dragging you down. You can just, you, you can just give it to God and say, you know what, I don't want this anymore. I know you forgive me, so I forgive me. You know, that's the, that's the best way I can explain it. No, no, that, that's excellent advice. It really is. So thank you so much. And I do encourage people to go to the Behold project.com. Look up Brian Cayley on all the social media platforms 
And, you know, I've had some wonderful guests on so on the show. I was going to say on Sewing Hope, too, which is the podcast, but on Journeys in Faith. And Brian is a friend. I mean, he really is. He's a friend of mine, a friend of uh, the Fiat Ministry Network, and he's a friend of the uh, Patchwork Heart Ministry, which is uh, Bill Snyder, who I host uh, the podcast with. So, uh, Brian, thank you so much. Yeah, Absolutely. Appreciate it greatly. Now we do have to take a short break. So when we come back, we're going to find out more about the work that he, uh, that Brian is doing right now. So do do join us in just a few minutes here on Journeys in Faith. Hi, my name is Ann DeSantis, and I'm the director for the Saint Raymond Nonatus Foundation for Freedom, Family, and Faith. You can learn about us on our website at nonatis.org. I'm here to tell you today about two great podcasts that I hope that you will tune in. The first Tuesday of every month at eight o'clock, we have a podcast specifically for Catholics affected by divorce. From eight to 9 p.m. Eastern, go to Philly Nonatis on YouTube to subscribe. In addition, we also have a podcast the last Thursday of every month. That's also at eight o'clock Eastern time for one hour. And that one is for families in crisis. We have some really great guests coming up soon, so hope to see you then. Please also consider the fact that you can make spiritual direction appointments with us, with our spiritual moderator. All you need to do is go to our website on the contact form and just reach out to us. We'd be happy to hear from you and look forward to setting up an appointment. So we'd love to connect with you. Please share this video and let people know that we're there for families affected by divorce and also families in crisis. Thank you. Patchwork Heart Ministry and Fiat Ministry Network present the Discover Your Mission series. Now I had been brought up without any prayer, without Bible, without church, nothing of that kind. And so when my father died, I became suicidally depressed. I, I had no desire to live. And yet, by the grace of God, uh, whenever I got to the point of actually taking my life, I always had this interior conviction that if I took my life, I would simply find it again on the other side and it would be permanent misery. But it wasn't until I became a wife and a mother and I began to try and pass my faith on to my children that I realized that everything I knew about Jesus was memorized doctrine. I was a good man, I was a good father, I was instilling the sacraments into my family. But, uh, I was definitely not intentional, I was stuck broke in my faith. But what kind of strength did he have? Jackie did not just have a strength of body or baseball skill. He had a strength inside of his spirit, a courageous meekness that empowered him to play the game. And I tell him what is going on with me and he's like, oh, okay. And I'm like, no, no, no. I think this is like some sort of miracle, dude. 
And he's like, okay, you know, of course, but I'll believe it when I see it, honey. You've been trying to quit and you've been saying this and saying that. And I'm, a, you know, he, his big line to me is, you shouldn't say things <laughs> because I never follow through on them. And so this was week after week, month after month. He is looking at me like, this is a miracle. There is no way that you, on your own, could have done this. So we are called to sing. All of us are called to sing. All of us are called to express ourselves and join our voice into the unity of the church. Uh, often with my choirs, I, I ask them to listen to each other, to listen to the the sound that they make together as one. That's what we're aiming for. Through the harmony or unison, we're aiming for a one sound. You need to decide. What are you going to participate in? Are you going to participate in the historic Christian idea of the altar of sacrifice, which is in the Eucharist, or not? Hi, this is Ann DeSantis. I'm the director for the St. Raymond Onatis Foundation for Freedom, Family, and Faith. I'm here today to tell you about a network that I am so thrilled to be a part of. It's Fiat Ministry Network. And combined with uh, the work that I do with Patchwork Heart Ministry, I can't say enough good about Fiat Ministry Network. I'd like to invite you to go onto Facebook and also to YouTube and subscribe. You know, sometimes in this past year of 2020, there have been some issues with social media and, and different things and occurrences that have happened. And unfortunately, Fiat Ministry Network did have one of those occurrences happen to them on their YouTube channel. As much as you can share Fiat Ministry Network with your friends and let them know the wonderful work that they're doing, including some of the shows that I'm involved with. Uh, I would just ask you to let them know about it. So I want to thank the producer, Kent Kolhoski, and also Jennifer Sinclair, uh, his friend and co-worker that's helped to share so many of the shows and masses and other programs. So thank you again. I wish you a beautiful 2021. Don't forget to subscribe also to Patchwork Heart Ministry and to the Nonatis Foundation at our YouTube channel, which is Philly Nonatis. God bless and take care. Hi, thank you so much for joining us again here on Journeys in Faith on this Friday evening. Happy New Year. So good to be here. Um, and I also want to remind all of you who are watching to please do subscribe to this channel here on Facebook. It's Fiat Ministry Network. The producer is Kent Kolhoski, and his, his assistant is Jennifer Sinclair. They're doing wonderful work. And I especially would like to ask you to please do subscribe to their YouTube channel. It's called Fiat Ministry Network, once again, and they've had a little bit of issues and problems and troubles with YouTube lately, so your subscription on YouTube would mean so much to Fiat Ministry Network and also to me, so please do go right to YouTube at some point and be sure to subscribe. Now, again, I said I have an amazing guest here on this Friday evening. I have Brian Cayley. He is an author and a blogger. And you can go to thebeholdproject.com and learn more about his ministry, as well on all the social media platforms. 
Now, during the first half of this show, Brian was sharing with all of us how he was brought to sort of the dark side of life. I mean, even uh, as, as as much as worshiping evil, really, and and we're walking in a very bad place. But God brought him through that, and He brought him very close to his Catholic faith, where he and his wife Ruth are honoring God together and their family and doing some wonderful work. So Brian, again, thank you so much for joining us. Oh, thanks again for having me. Yeah, we're so glad. So now tell us um, about the Behold Project. How did it start and what have you been doing the last few years? Well, the brainchild of the Behold Project, I was absolutely listening to uh, the Catholic radio station on the way home, and Dr. Mark uh, Stanford was talking about his uh, one book, um, <coughs> its names escape me right now, but basically talks about how mental illness and faith go together. They're not mutually exclusive to each other, and that uh, set a light bulb off in my head, and I went, hmm, here's somebody that actually gets it. So from that, I kind of spun off of, well, um, if, if there's somebody else out there who believes that this uh, can go together, then let's, let's uh, write about it and see if we can reach some other people and see what we can do to get other people involved and see what we can do to help people with this. And so the Behold Project was born. Um, the idea for the uh, name of it actually came when I was in adoration. I'm not clever enough to come up with that name by myself, as I like to tell people. But <laughs> um, yeah, it, it's, uh, I started out with a uh, just by myself, and eventually I had a, a, a team assembled over the course of the year. Um, eventually, my team went their separate ways, so it's just back to me right now, but that's okay. And we're just going to see uh, what the year holds. Um, it's going to uh, be putting up new and exciting content. Um, you know, hopefully we'll get some new authors, new contributors over the course of the over the course of the year. Um, the site has uh, lots of uh, different links and resources you can check out. You can check out my writing. You can check out other people's writing and. There's links to uh, other people's uh, work too. Uh, and I have to put your page on there somewhere. So um, yeah, definitely we'll make that happen. And uh, yeah, we're just, uh, we're just gonna see where it goes from there. Oh, that's good. And thank you for offering to put my link there uh, for Journeys in Faith. And also if you could for uh, the St. Raymond Anatis Foundation where we help families in crisis. So thank you so much, Brian. Yeah, my stuff. Now, I know that you've met some really wonderful, wonderful people along the way um, through your work. Uh, tell us about that, because I know that meeting these great people that you've met through Smart Catholics and through other venues has really helped to grow your ministry. Uh, I, I can't thank them enough. They're, they're, they're my uh, second or third support network after my, uh, after my wife and all my other friends here in, uh, here in Pennsylvania. Um, I have to give a shout out to uh, you and Bill, of course, you know, lovely people, round of applause. Thank you. <laughs> and uh, and uh, my buddy, Will Hem uh, Hemsworth, uh, he is my uh, muse and teacher with uh, blogging and things. We've, uh, bat we've batted ideas back and forth. We've contributed to each other. Also, uh, shout out to my buddy, uh, uh, Matt, uh, I can never pronounce his last name, Sikikron. 
probably mangled that, but that's okay. Um, he's uh, also a prominent blogger, been at it a long time, is very good at it, so, and he's helped me along with things. And uh, Dominic and Smart Catholics, you know, lovely guy. Uh, everybody I've met there, Crystal, Auntie M, etc. So, you know. Yeah, uh, Smart yeah. Catholics is amazing. Yes. And uh, also extra, extra, extra shout out to uh, my folks at uh, uh, the Catholic Social Depression uh, Facebook group. You know, they're, you, you can't ask for better people. That's actually where I met uh, William Hemsworth and, uh, and, uh, my uh, my buddy Eric Anthony, he's the moderator on there. He and I have had many many conversations over the course of the last few years. So yeah, it's uh, it's been an amazing ride. I'm looking forward to just meeting more people and seeing where things go. Yeah, yeah, because there's, yeah, a, lot, so there's a lot more than what I just mentioned. But I know it's hard to think of every single person because when you're in this network of wonderful, wonderful Catholic speakers and authors and and new friends, right? I mean, it's just a, a beautiful thing. So uh, I also thank William Hensworth. I know you men mentioned him a few times because he's been a guest here on Journeys in Faith and also on my podcast, Sowing Hope with Bill Snyder. So uh, thank you, Brian, for, for mentioning. You know, it's the friendships that we meet along the way. Aren't they just the blessing of all of this? It's just such a wonderful, beautiful blessing. Yeah, I think um, I think I said it after the uh, conference of uh, God is Mercy. I was like, man, I feel like I'm out of my depth here. I mean, all of you guys are so well-spoken, such great writers and things. I was like, wow, do I really belong here? And you guys have really gone out of your way to to uh, to uh, make me feel welcome in this uh, little Catholic community. So yeah, it's a beautiful thing. Thank you very much. No, you're you're incredible, Brian. I mean, I'm so blessed, and I hope to have you back here again here on sewing. Uh, excuse me, on journeys in faith and uh, on the podcast, sewing hope. So that'll be wonderful. So I'm um, going back to what you were saying about uh, walking on the evil side and how parents can keep their eyes open to uh, what's going on in their children's lives. You know, the same thing can happen to a spouse. You know, you can see that your spouse is going into a depression or something's going on. Is there any advice that you can give to husbands or wives that have a spouse who they're suspicious of maybe uh, either leaving the faith or be go going into despair or depression or maybe even walking on that evil side? Well, uh, first and foremost, be that pain in the butt husband or wife that asks and just keep at it. You know, don't be, don't let something like that go forever because it's, it's just not going to end well. You know, there, there are days when, yeah, I have to, again, give a shout out to my lovely wife, Ruth. She, I, she does not miss a trick. I do not. Um, I'm basically not allowed to stay in a depressive state for uh, to, for longer than a few hours. So, <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Ruth. <laughs> uh, yes, yes, she she she's wonderful um, in that respect. But yeah, um, all kidding aside, yeah, definitely, I would say if you if you know how your spouse thinks and there's a sudden deviation from that, yeah, that's that's definitely something you want to be concerned with and definitely something you want to uh help out with get to the bottom of and 
you know, there's no shame in uh, going to uh, marriage counseling either. I know there's a there's a particular stigma with that, but no, don't don't feel bad about doing that. Yeah, no, that that's wonderful advice. It really is. Now you speak so highly of your wife Ruth. Um, I look forward to meeting her someday. I hope. Uh, and so, on the positive side of all of that, what good marriage advice can you give for people who are watching and thinking, "Wow, I wish my marriage was as good as his." Um, what are some points that you can give to stay close to your spouse and grow in faith? Um, be prepared that it's not always going to be sunshine and lollipops. Uh, there, there have been days where uh, Ruth and I were just been like, oh. and but you know, days like that are going to happen, and it's okay. But the point is, you move back away from that, and you, and you say, you know, I I love this person. I married this person. I did it for a reason. I made a vow before the creator of the universe that I'm going to stay with this person through thick and thin. And that is uh, something you have to stick with. You know, if you're, you know, not now I'm not saying, uh, you know, stay with a person if they're abusive, blah, you know, et cetera. That's, that's a whole different ball of wax. But, you know, in general, you know, you married that person for a reason and you're, and staying with that person is probably going to be in your best interest because you love that person. They love you. You belong together and God puts you together for a reason. No, that's beautiful. It really is. It's, it's very good marriage advice. How about for um, once the kids come along into your life, that as you want them to grow and learn about God and not go into that direction? Now, we talked a little bit about that before, but what can people do at the beginning of their child's life to make sure that it is going in a good direction? Okay, well, full disclosure, I am not a father, so uh, this is entirely conjecture on my part. But uh, if I were a father, I would say yes. just not, not necessarily be up there behind about what they're doing, but definitely be cognizant of what they're doing. Give them the freedom to do what it is they need to do. But at the same time, kind of keep it in the back of your mind, like what's going on and what their thought patterns and processes are. No, that, that's excellent advice. And I know you're not a dad yet, but uh, you've been there, right? I mean, you have been in that spot, you yourself, where you uh, decided not to follow in the ways of God. But thank God you are where you are right now. But I know you never take that for granted. I know that you never take for granted that your faith is the most valuable gift in your life. And your relationship with your wife and and your good friends too. Yeah, you definitely uh, touched on something there that I definitely want to bring up. Now that you Please. mentioned it, don't 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 take your spouse for granted, mm. ever, 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 because you know that part. You know they could be hit by a bus the next day for all that you know. Don't you know? Don't ever don't ever be like, oh, they're always going to be there. They're always going to take me. They're always going to accept my bad behavior, et cetera, because that's, that's not always going to be the case. Yeah, no, that's ex excellent advice as we go into 2021. So tell us about what's coming for you this year. Now, I know that you don't know exactly how God's going to unfold everything, but please do tell us some of the plans that you have and some of the collaborative efforts. Well, I just plan on doing things uh, bigger and better, seeing where the spirit leads me. I want to uh, talk on many podcasts and interview pieces as possible. Um, I have this fancy webcam now. Maybe I'll uh, 
shoot some YouTube videos or a uh, podcast or two at some point and see where that goes. And uh, yeah, just uh, very open to, to where God is leading me and uh, where my uh, where my marriage goes and where my professional life goes because um, all of those things are in a good place finally. So hopefully they stay that way. No, that's amazing. And I, I think that you will be a Catholic speaker again as some great things are going to be happening with smart Catholics. And you're going to be also speaking with the foundation that I represent, the St. Raymond Onatus Foundation. I know you and I talked about that and we'll be setting a date for the, so that you can talk to uh, some of our clients and people that we have on our YouTube channel and just want to ask people to subscribe to our own YouTube channel there for the St. Raymond Foundation at Philly Nonatus. So please do. And thank you so much. So um, now let's go back to prayer. You said that you love the rosary. Are there any other methods of prayer that you really like a lot? Um, another favorite of mine is the uh, Chaplet of Seven Sorrows because um, I believe that Mother Mary is very close to those of us with uh, mental illness and those of us that have been in that dark place um, in the guise of the Lady of Seven Sorrows. You know, she went through, you know, not clinical depression or clinical anxiety, but definitely she, she's been there and, and, you know, the, you know, just because she was born sinless doesn't mean she wasn't tempted either. It was just, mm, but it was just an unbelievable, just an unbelievable thing that, you know, the mother of God is that close to us. So yeah, the, uh, the, uh, seven sorrows chaplet, definitely. Yeah. Oh, that would be great. So please do Google that the seven sorrows chaplet. Um, that that's incredible. And now we're coming out of this pandemic and I know it's affected not only, uh, you and I, but all of us, everybody who's watching this show, and people haven't uh, been going to mass as much. Now, mass is open for most people in most states, cities, archdiocese, diocese. Uh, but, but some have decided, hey, you know, it's not quite safe for me to go back. Do you have any words of advice to them who are kind of afraid to go back? If you don't feel safe, don't do it. Because if you're going to, if you're going to sit at mass in a state of anxiety and not give your not give the Eucharist and God all of the attention and love it deserves, you know, it's okay. You know, God understands completely. Go home, stream it, you know, catch it on a, catch it on a replay somewhere. Just, uh, just keep that as part of your life in somehow, some way, you know, don't, don't feel if, you know, you can even check with your uh, local bishop and things and see, you know, what their stance on things are, you know, the, they're definitely there to uh, help you answer questions, and your, your priest can also point you in the right direction. But yeah, nobody nobody wants to feel like they're pushing you into something where you don't feel safe, or you feel anxious, or you don't feel like you're comfortable with something. You know, that's 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 not the way the church wants you to, wants to operate. I'm sure. Yeah, I think you're right because I know in so many of the archdioceses that they say. That if you're not feeling well, you know, you certainly do not need to come back to church quite yet because it's not um, obligatory at this point. Uh, but I will say that I think many people, including myself, are really waiting and hoping uh, to, you know, be able to, uh, that everyone would be back at mass. Um, so so that, that we're all anticipating, right? I mean, I think that's what it comes down to. And we will see what happens with this upcoming Lenten 
and Easter season, you know, exactly what's happening in our country in terms of mass and, and our faith. But for those people who have felt away from their faith during this pandemic, would you have any words of advice for them to kind of get themselves back to uh, wanting to participate? It's, it's one of those things you have to orient your uh, energies to want to do it you know once once you get in a pattern of oh i'm not going to mass I, you know i don't feel like going or uh, i'm not going because of the pandemic and i don't want to stream it because of whatever you know once you get in that thought pattern it's it's going to be a pattern you have to break once uh if you want to uh, keep the keep a good faith life going so so again don't give the devil a foothold you know go do whatever it is you need to do to uh, keep keep mass as part of your life no 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 so important so important and i know that you're probably looking forward to it getting back to normal but you're right it's a good point to say that uh you know it hasn't been lifted yet right i mean it's still uh not obligatory so we do pray that once that happens and things are back to normal uh after the pandemic so thanks so much for sharing on that um, you've shared on so many other, so, so many topics during the show. Is there anything else that you want to, uh, you know, share your thoughts and feelings on for people who are sort of struggling at this time? Um, I want to give a, a special shout out. Um, I know we've talked about this uh, previously, but my lovely wife is a nurse, a uh, frontline worker, as they're now called. Um, I want to give a shout out to all the frontline workers out there because I've talked to so many of them over the course of my uh, my uh, ministry, and they're all really tired, really struggling, really fed up with uh, a lot of things. So, um, if you see one of them, give them an air hug, you know, something. Just 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 share the love because they definitely need it. No, that, that is a wonderful thing to hear because whether it's your doctor, your dentist, whether it's the people that work at the grocery store, uh, people who work in all of those uh, areas that we know we need them so badly in our society to just uh, to keep going. So I just want to say personally, I thank you. We thank you. Fiat Ministry is so grateful to you. And Brian, I'm so glad that you brought that up. So uh, just just excellent advice. Uh, now, I wondered also, as we're kind of heading a little toward the end of the show, uh, for people who are not members of the Catholic Church and maybe contemplating, hmm, do I want to be Catholic? Do I want to enter into this religion? Would you have anything to say to them? Um, definitely uh, read up on the subject. There's any number of... Uh, books and literature as to uh, introductory steps to the Catholic faith. Um, uh, personally, I recommend uh, Gus Lloyd's series, Admitted in the Church. That is a great starting point. Um, but yeah, definitely uh, read up on the subject. Don't just jump, don't just jump in and say, well, we're going to see what happened. You know, you, you, can, you are allowed to go in with an informed faith and informed conscience as to uh, whether you want to be Catholic or not. No, that, that's, that's very, very good. So also, what do you like personally? What do you like personally the most about being Catholic? Um, just the authenticity of it, just to be able to say that you are part of the faith that Jesus Christ started in the year 33 AD when he said, go and preach the gospel and tell the others. 
you know, the sheer history and the tradition and the lineage that stretches back 2,000 years and say you're a part of that. It's just mind-blowing to think about it. The Catholic Church is the oldest surviving social institution in the history of humankind. That is a monumental achievement. Yeah, it's so much to ponder, isn't it? And um, especially when we think about the Eucharist, because it really is the source and summit, isn't it? Oh, very much so. And it's, and it's something that um, I personally believe uh, needs to be taught more of, because uh, I believe a recent uh, Pew Research study said something to the effect of that over half of Catholics don't believe it's only symbolic. It's not the real body, blood, soul, and divinity of Jesus Christ that's sitting up there. But that is the case. A miracle happens every single Mass, and you get to not only witness it, but participate in it when you're when you walk up to the altar and uh, the priest says the body of Christ and so on. So it's uh, it's something very, very special and something that should be revered, absolutely. Yeah, and here we just ended Advent and we're in the Christmas season now. So Merry Christmas to everyone watching. Don't forget, we're still in the Christmas season. So uh, that's such an amazing thing. But pretty soon, before we know it, we will be into uh, Lent, right? We'll be in Lent and, and then getting ready to celebrate Easter. What are your thoughts about Lent? Is there any practice that you like to do during Lent to focus on God? Uh, normally on my uh, Kindle, they come out with uh, Lenten devotionals that you can download for like 99 cents or what have you. And you can just go through like 40 days of different reflections, different thought processes and things. And that's one thing I've been doing. Um, I also like to read a little extra uh, during the Lenten season. Uh, last Lent, I read uh, The uh, 33 Days to Greater Glory, which is a, a great book about uh, devotion to uh, God the Father. So I highly recommend that. Brian, it's been such a pleasure to have you on Journeys in Faith. And, you know, we're coming to a close of the show. I wondered if you could give some final thoughts on your life, but also on ways that people can grow in faith, especially those who have been depressed, have anxiety, or have gone into sort of that dark side of life? Just to remember always that God is infinitely loving and infinitely merciful. Never forget that he is always reaching out to you and just waiting for you to come home, just like the prodigal son. And also that, you know, to keep good habits, a good faith life, and it, it takes work. It's not It's not an easy thing. Jesus never promised that the faith life would be easy, but the, the returns and the rewards are definitely worth it. Absolutely. Absolutely. You've been an amazing guest. And I just want to mention that I would love to have you back here on Journeys in Faith and on Sewing Hope podcast with my co-host, Bill Snyder. And um, that would be amazing as we come into 2021. You know, here we are, January 1st, right? I mean, this is the beginning of a new year. I'm so blessed that you could be our first guest as we're entering into this beautiful new year. Yes, very excited about that. Woo Yay, woohoo, woohoo. So again, Brian, thank you so much for joining me here on Journeys in Faith. And I just want to make that shout out again to people who are watching to please do like and subscribe to Fiat Ministry Network. You also watched a video during the show 
for a, an opportunity called um, Discover Your Mission. And if you go to patreon.com slash patchworkheartministry, there's a wonder, uh, wonderful opportunity to get a church ministry direct, brought directly to your phone as a digital download. Um, so please do that. There's some wonderful speakers coming in 2021 to Patchwork Heart Ministry. So I'm so excited. And again, please do join us next week here on Journeys in Faith. God bless. Journeys of Faith is a production of Fiat Ministry Network and Patchwork Heart Ministry. For more information about Journeys of Faith, email info at fiatministrynetwork.tv. And be sure to friend, follow, and like us on social media. Just search Journeys in Faith with Ann DeSantis. Patchwork Heart Ministry is committed to sowing hope into broken hearts by helping young people encounter the love of Jesus Christ and His Catholic Church through prayer, storytelling, and media initiatives. We invite you to prayerfully consider supporting this mission financially. Mail your tax-deductible donation to Patchwork Heart Ministry at P.O. Box 563, Lake Geneva, Wisconsin, zip code 53147, or visit patchworkheart.org to donate online. That's Patchwork Heart Ministry, P.O. Box 563, Lake Geneva, Wisconsin, 53147, or online at patchworkheart.org.